the more I seek you, the more I find you. That's just so true. I just need you so much, Jesus. Just thank you for this time together. Yeah. Got to um, got to stop a real bad habit this morning of TVs over here, and I naturally want to keep turning around to go. Hey guys, I can see you over there. But it's like it's going to be a real weird camera shot. So I'm just trying to focus on my beautiful family in the room. So it's pretty cool. Try and just do this. Think of them as my big screens. Ah, uh, thanks, Curtis. You your message last week really got me sharing, sharing, thinking, considering, reflecting on one of our big yeses. And um that was a move to come back here to NZ. It's a few there we go. Yeah. Just look straight ahead, sorry guys. There's a few different faces back at camp and it's kind of weird to see everyone each week through a camera screen and not actually knowing everyone. And honestly, it just felt like just giving a good quick catch up on what life's back for us in New Zealand. It's almost three years now, which is kind of a little bit crazy to put a number on and go, man, that has just gone by so fast. But Zeke, our giant man-child, <laughs> he was honestly one of our biggest fears in moving back to New Zealand, but he has found a really cool groove. His lights are on after doing Never Alone, um, the series we all did together. He's rolling with a really cool group of friends, and at school he's just been entered into a design competition around some language translating earbuds. You can talk to him about that. I've got the basic gist of it, but anyway, there's a chance if he progresses through, they might even make a practical product out of it, which is pretty cool, pretty exciting. We saw that on Thursday as a family, and yeah, that's just really cool. Lisa May, still loving cutting some hair part-time and still rolling with her business, Lisa May. It's been really cool watching her meet some cool people and grow some friendships, but to be honest, really loving this season of New Zealand with our family. She has an amazing gift of just... ...family, change the way that we do family, to interact, to connect, to, to want to spend time together, to have nieces and nephews want to spend time together. It's just, it's been a gift to watch that sort of play out in the space. And she's just been a big, massive face of that for us and our family. It's pretty cool. For me, I've just had my three month review at my new job. A little bit exciting, absolutely loving it. But it's been a big journey for me over the last 12 to 16 months. Um, feeling like something was gonna change, but nothing was changing and just getting a bit frustrated going, Jesus, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. But that's not how he wanted to play this one out. Um, he kept flipping the work convos back to me and asking me what I valued and what I wanted. And for those of you that know me, that's a really tough convo to pin me down to what I actually want. It's putting my heart in the line going, oh, what do I value? Out of that, making a list, putting some things on paper, making it kind of real and going, oh, this is real. But being prompted to go for a, for lots of interviews and none of the interviews lined up what was on the list and just, oh, what's going on? But to, to feel prompted to go for a marine interview, I don't do boats, do every, pretty much everything other than boats, but it's like, okay, I'll go and do this boat thing, disqualifying myself and being offered the job on the day, 
that's pretty cool. Um, it, it honestly reminded me just the other day, actually, when I got my three-month thing passed and my boss has been stoked with everything, of a picture I was given oh, many Sundays ago when we were all together as a church on a Sunday night and we were all sharing some different pictures we had. And one of the pictures I had was for me and for us was just this big pu- bucket of joy being tipped in. And work, honestly, and one of those fronts for me has been a huge shift where I'm loving and it's actually filling my bucket. I'm physically exhausted, like I shipped the other week. I'm pretty physically ruined, but in a good way. I'm absolutely loving it. Um, we're also now into our week two of Walking with God, which we're doing with Lisa's brother, Carl. You guys might have seen him on screen. Uh, her brother, Moana, Jaden. Sister, brother, sister, sorry, and brother-in-law Jaden, um, and nieces. Honestly, even the second weekend, there's some really cool conversations sparking up around hearing from God and the realities of that. And I've said it before, I might be this crew, it's kind of weird how as a church body, we just don't really teach that. We don't really talk about it. Like it's kind of one of those things in the background, in my experience, that it's sort of there and some people have it or don't, but it's not really like talked about. So it's been cool in this crew to actually debunk it and start those conversations and to see where people are at. And it's actually really cool. Um, then for me, as you know, every time I be keep banging on about this pause and resilience app, <laughs> it's like the, I'm a dog with a bone and I can't let it go. But um, my biggest takeaway from it has been awareness. And that's awareness of me what I'm feeling emotionally, where I'm at, what Jesus is speaking to me, what's going on around me. There's just so many things, even what's mine to carry and not to carry. To to be aware when my feet are under me and when I'm not feeling like me or acting like me. And this is part of what I want to share on today. I went to actually share on this or share, a couple of weeks ago. Was it last week? A couple of weeks ago it was. And I felt to pull the pin on it. It was like, actually, there's more here than a, a quick two-minute catch-up. was like, ah. Uh, so I kind of pulled the ripcord, felt a bit awkward, and was like, how do I share and put the brakes on it? But here we are today and put my hand up to go, actually, yeah, there's, there's something chewing away here that I feel like I actually want to share. And a big part of that is awareness. Curtis, I could also feel this awareness peak peace and what you were sharing last week and some of the questions around the why am I here? Why are we here? What are we doing? Like what's this kind of all about? And that last shit that last verse you shared from Hebrews and Hebrews 10 23 just grabbed me again. I was like, oh yeah, this this is just leading straight into where I'm about this year. This was let us seize and hold tightly the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is reliable and trustworthy and faithful to his word. And let us consider thoughtfully how we may encourage how we may encourage one another to love and do good deeds, not forsaking our meeting together as believers for worship and instruction, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more faithfully as you see the day of Christ's return approaching. I've really felt a big togetherness piece at the moment and just part of that I'll get to today, but it's just this real sense of who we're in the room with. It's like 
best of times I'm trying to figure out where I am, let alone being aware of who I'm in the room with and where are you at and what's going on and it's it's a part of the the puzzle that I'm just unraveling. So the other week. It's probably not the other week, it's probably more than a couple of weeks ago, but it's an easy saying to go some time ago, closely, not too far away. Sounds like Star Wars or something, long, long ago in a distant galaxy. <laughs> Jesus gave me some pictures. And those pictures are that we're in war. Now, I don't know what it brings to your mind when you hear that we're in a war, and I don't think any picture that comes up is wrong. But it's true whether you like it or not, whether I like it or not. We're in a war. And it's not a simple picture. I say that because me, personally, I like to roll with things pretty simply. I don't like to overcomplicate things. Keep it simple. Good to go. But that's not what this picture was about. There were a lot of things going on. This picture initially was quite confronting. On a battlefield of people walking around wounded. Literal wounded people walking around. Some people dazed, confused, in shock. Some people bleeding. Some people limping. Some people not even knowing that they were hurt, wounded. And then others just almost walking through a battlefield with their blinkers on, had no idea, just blissfully walking through or walk in the park, just walking past people left, right and centre. Now, if I'm being honest, there's times I can relate to being that person too. Mm. Unaware. Unaware of where I'm at what I'm carrying, what I'm doing, but unaware of who I'm with, who I'm walking past, where you're at. This wasn't a, a picture that Jesus shared with me to slap me in the face to go, come on, get it together, you're in a war. Even though it did, it, it was a slap in the face. But instead, it was a loving picture to show me through the eyes of love to make me aware. What should I say? To give me an awareness. And this picture is not just a one-time thing. It wasn't a glimpse in time. But it's the literal reality of the time that we're living in. I know that when I say loving and war together in the same sentence, it's almost a bit of a contradiction. It may not seem to make sense. How can this be a loving picture when it's so confronting? But you know what? There's times when I don't, or I guess we don't, just don't want to see, don't want to know. And sometimes it takes a confronting picture to get our mm. attention. It certainly does to get my attention. And then... This can be hard because you can't unsee what you've just seen. Can't press rewind. Can't go like the Matrix and 
choose to choose to get out, take a different pill, and I want to forget where I am. Take me back to where I was before. It's like that's not the reality of this. So I don't know if you can relate to this picture of war at all, but I've got to be honest. My first reaction is that I wanted to hide. I wanted to protect myself. Get out of harm's way, figure out what was going on, get away from the flying bullets and just catch my breath and just... What the... But this is a loving picture from my father. This wasn't a movie. I couldn't press pause. Well, we could press pause, but not in that way. It's He was there with me. And I knew that. But my first reaction was to try and protect myself in this picture. My first reaction wasn't a pause. To get curious around what this picture was actually about. But man, it felt real. It felt real straight away. It was a literal punch in the face. The reality of a war that I can't unsee. Almost freaking out of it. So it took me a few minutes to gather myself. Even figure out what am I seeing? What what, what do you want to show me? And in his love, he didn't just leave me there. This wasn't a test to go, can I see how you react with this one? Mm. He wanted to get my attention. And he did. But he lovingly wanted to show me more. Show me more. So that brings me to my second picture. This is the armour of God. Now, I probably, like a lot of you, grew up in a Christian household. So... Went to Sunday school. It's a pretty familiar picture to me, the armour of God. As soon as Jesus said it to me, it's like I had that little cartoon picture coming up of a little kid in like a Roman uniform and the picture I remember is like, doesn't really fit so well, seems a bit awkward and, you know, trying to swing this big sword that you just... Anyway, you get the picture. That was my picture. It's like, oh, yeah, cool, whatever. Didn't really pick up on what he was trying to show me straight away. I'm not sure what picture it brings to mind for you. But for me, it was a real childish picture. And that was my reality. I learned it as a kid and probably kind of left it there. Or at least I left the importance of it in my youthfulness. Mm. It's certainly not a real living piece that I carried or valued in my day-to-day life. So I had to look it up. So let's look it up together and just have a bit of a read through Ephesians 6. And I'm just going to start in the Amplified Version. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Draw your strength from him and be empowered through your through your union with him and in, and in the power of his boundless might. Put on the full armour of God, for his precepts are like splendid armour of a heavily armed soldier, so that you may may be able to successfully stand up against all the schemes and all the strategies and the deceits of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh Mm. and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, 
against the world forces of his present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural places. Man. Therefore, put on the complete armor of God so that you will be able to successfully resist and stand your ground in the day, sorry, in the evil day of danger. And having done everything that the crisis demands to stand firm in your place, fully prepared, immovable, victorious. So stand firm and hold your ground, having tightened the wide band of truth, personal integrity, moral courage around your waist, and having put the breastplate of righteousness and upright heart, and having strapped on your feet the gospel of peace and preparation to face the enemy with firm-footed stability and the readiness produced by the good news. Above all, lift up the protective shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. With all prayer and petition, pray with specific requests, asking for what you want. At all times, on every occasion and in every season, in the Spirit. And with this in view, stay alert with all perseverance and petition, interceding in prayer for all God's people. Probably stop there. I don't. That's a lot to take in. Like I. Where it was like, whoa, sitting on a couch, must have been like 5.30 in the morning, was like, whoa. Like, I don't remember it being that way. I remember it being that lighthearted, cartoonish, childish, you know, it's not the armor of God. It was like, bam, whoa. It's like, oh, that's what, oh, hang on a minute. I'll read it again from the message version. i just take a few, few swings at this one. I was like, man, this is this is real. They're from the message. It's titled A Fight to the Finish. And that about wraps it up. God is strong and he wants you strong. So take everything the master has set out for you. Well made weapons of the best materials. And put them to use so that you will be able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way. This is no weekend war that we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple of hours. I'll just press pause there. Like for me, and there's so many times that I see something that's like cool in the moment and then mm-hmm. three days later or a week later, I'm on to the next thing and mm-hmm. that's just in the rear view mirror. Part of this war picture is showing me it's like, it's not just happened. This has been going on for years, for decades, and it's not stopping. This is for keeps, a life or death fight to the finish against the devil and his angels. Be prepared. I look back and it's like, I'm not looking back very fast. Like, am I prepared? No. Like, 
Where am I at? Like, what am I? What bubble am I living in? It sounds harsh, but it's like, am I prepared? No. Be prepared. You're up against more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get. Every weapon God has issued so that when it's over, and it will be over. But when it's over. Hmm? Oh, lost my place, sorry. So that when it's over, we can't find it. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, so we when it's you. over, you guys love me. Dad. But all the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than words. God's word is an indispensable weapon in the same way. Prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. Pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and your sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation are more than words, and you'll need to learn how to apply them throughout your life. Man, he's giving us the heads up. He's giving me the heads up. Be prepared. Be aware. Awareness. Pray for each other. Togetherness. This is a war. Not exactly the like little kid story that I remember mm -hmm. it being. And it's not just a one-time thing. It's not like, oh, got my armor of God and I'm it's in the cupboard and I'm I'm good to go from now on. Like so it's a one and done type thing. Mm -hmm. That's not the reality. It's a really powerful picture and one that actually needs to be applied, not just a theory. I don't know where your favourite place to shop is. Ours always used to be chat. Don't have a chatty over here anymore, and I'm not quite sure what short stores are there anymore. But I'm pretty sure we can't roll down to your local shop and just buy a suit of God's armour. Doesn't quite work that way. If it was, it'd probably be a pretty good seller, I reckon. Lisa was just saying she'd probably try and get the Gucci version and absolutely <laughs> rock it. So yeah, fair enough. Wouldn't it be, honestly, though, wouldn't it be much easier if you could just rock down to the army superstore, grab some cash, and just be done? Honestly, I try and find those options all the time. So what does this mean? What's he going on about? What's, what's he trying to get through to me? What's he trying to just speak to us about? So I'll just break it down for me and how this has applied for me and what this means to me and I won't go deeply into all the technical details of all the orders what this means for me might be slightly different for you I don't know but for me I just wanted to share from that my reality of it so some of the little captures I'll just loop back to the amplified version so verse 14 to stand firm and hold your ground having tightened the wide band of truth Personal integrity, moral courage around your waist. 
wide belt around my waist. Probably needs to be a pretty wide belt. <laughs> that's an interesting spot, though. That's like, hang on, that's my core. So he's telling me truth will support my core, my center. He's telling me to center myself in truth, personal integrity, moral courage. Man, this isn't just about, he's speaking to my identity here. Mm -hmm. Kind of a bit like for me the other day at work. I was off to do a job on a boat, but it just had a $1.5 million refurb on it. And I was warned that's the customer's pride and joy. But, yep. Took all the protection, took leather blankets, took cardboard. It was a real simple job we had to do. Sorted. A boss sent me. He's like, you're the man for the job. It's like, sweet. I'll look after you, boss. Till I drop something on the deck. Completely unaware. Not working nowhere near there. What do I do? It's like, I feel sick. Truth. Mm. Hey, boss. It's going to be an awkward phone call. I've just damaged the boat. I'm going to try and hide it. What, what am I going to do? Like, what's my truth? What's my moral integrity? Who am I? Identity. Like, when I'm centered in that picture. Like, no matter what the consequence was, I had to let my boss know. Mm. Believe me, I did <laughs> not want to make that phone call. But it's truth. Verse 14, having put on a breastplate of righteousness, an upright heart. What? So I can't lie down? No. I keep my heart upright at all times? Oh, that, that one's pretty easy, isn't it? For me, my heart, what's its motives? What am I trying to get out of this? Like, what's going on in my heart? Is it open? Is it closed? Do I have some selfish motives kicking around the background where I'm really just trying to get what I want? Or am I aware? Am I aware of whose I am? Who holds my heart? Or, like in an argument with Lisa, Pretty hard to picture. I'll, I'll try and paint this one pretty well because uh, it's probably a bit of a stretch for a lot of people. Am I switching a breastplate of righteousness to a breastplate of rightness? You know, am I trying to get all worked up on getting my point across no matter what the cost? Or am I trying to remain open to see, to hear, to hear the words someone is saying without getting stuck on the words they are saying? Sometimes there's a whole lot of ugly that comes up. It's like, ditch the righteousness bit. It's like, I want to be right, and I'll prove I'm right, no matter what the damage, or I'll put a different bit of armor on to try and protect my heart. But that's not what he's talking about. Mm. Verse 15, having strapped onto your feet the gospel of peace and preparation to face the enemy with firm-footed stability and the readiness produced by good news. Well, I've never seen these shoes at DC. <laughs> My shoe of choice, but I haven't seen any of these ones. But walking in peace, secure footing. That means when I come across unstable ground, 
I'm already carrying peace. I'm not scrambling for it. Mm. I can take secure steps because I know he's with me. I'm already wrapped in his peace. Well, that's a whole lot of different way. Normally, for me, it's the I'm trying to find those shoes or trying to find something. It's like, lost my foot, lost my balance. I'm not very peaceful. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? What, is it? what does that look like to go carrying his peace, wearing his peace, almost insulated in his peace, like a protection? Verse 16, above all, lift up the protective shield of faith, which means you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Evil one. What, faith is a protective shield? I think I've missed that quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I know the enemy's firing darts and arrows and trying to baseball mm-hmm. bat me in the knees sometimes and whatever he can do. But my faith, my belief in Jesus and what he's speaking to me, the promises he's giving me, the things that he's showing me in the unseen, they can stop these things from landing or wounding Mm. me? Mm. I don't know. I just haven't put the two things together. I don't know how. Probably a little bit too simple. I don't know. But things like when I give my yes to God that I'm safe, that no matter what doubts come my way, like when Jesus asked me to go to an interview for a marine interview that I've already disqualified myself from, that I can trust he has the best for me. Verse 17, take up the helmet of salvation. So I'm centered in truth, walking in peace. My heart's open. I'm able to walk in confidence no matter what the enemy's throwing my way, but my head's exposed. My thoughts, my inner thinking. Well, hang on. Are my thoughts his thoughts? What's my self-talk like? What am I saying to myself? But salvation, man, that's big. That's what our faith is built off. Our deliverance, our literal deliverance from sin and its consequences, our salvation, he's telling us to wear it as a protection. Mm. Verse 17. Sorry, and that's a lot to take in in such a small bit. But verse 17, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. God's word. How much do I value it? How much time do I put into it? Mm. It's being honest, truth, belt thing, you know. I finished up the book I was reading the other week, and I was right. Jesus, yep, what's the next book on the list? <laughs> just start rolling ahead and start looking at some different cool books. Just finished um, the Say Yes book, which is a cool book, but this isn't a book of you. I didn't really expect what Jesus was going to show me. Surprise was his word. The Bible was like, oh, what? <laughs> Hang on a minute. Look. Anyway, that, that's my bit. bit of a deer in the headlights going, oh, yeah. Man, every time, every, every time I pick up his word, there's gold that just falls out. 
There's gold in its pages, just like Jesus walking me through Ephesians. And then these passages grab me and grab my heart and unravel me. It's like, man, his word, his word cuts through me. It's his word that I can memorize, that I can value, that I can think about, that I can chew on, that can always come back to as a rock. His armor, the armor of God is to protect us, to empower us, but ultimately it's him who protects us. For me, these different pieces speak about my identity, my posture, my standing, and my ability to stand and hold ground, to hear his truth in difficult seasons. Well, actually all seasons, to be honest, and how I can act and react in these times. in these times what's our response even in the simple things simple distractions thinking about lunch thinking about Netflix thinking about who knows what it can be as simple as that well how many times do I misinterpret convos or situations and try to defend myself when I'm just not aware how many times do I fail to see the other person or a circumstance for what it truly is? So let's jump into some groups, unpack this some more. Just ask some questions like, where am I? Do I feel like I'm in a war? How aware am I? Do, do I or can I relate to even putting on the armor of God as his protection? Or do I find myself just trying to protect myself? Thanks, guys.